Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sound Guy Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. QT and Sound Guy with you as normal. Real fast before we jump into it with our guest, if you're looking for some pro wrestling. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana tonight. Defy Wrestling in Seattle, first show post-pandemic. Russell Pro Alaska in Palmer, Alaska. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. And KEPW in Frankfort, Kentucky. Also, you can find me later at Northwest Pro in Puyallup, Washington, we are at the Mark Arts Center. Also, tomorrow, Northwest Pro returning to Vaughn, Washington at the Civic Center. You can find me at that show as well. Emerge, Indiana. Ox Harley's Redneck Wrestling Show in Wartburg, Tennessee. TPW in Mitchell, Indiana. Russell Club in Idaho. Indiana, Russell Pro in Sedona, Alaska, SWF in Indiana, OVW in Louisville, Kentucky, AWS in Orangeburg, South Carolina, Relentless Wrestling in Liberty Lake, Washington, and Defy returning to Seattle for the second of two days. So make sure you find some local wrestling near you. Go support it. And without further ado, I want to bring our guest onto the show today, fantastic young competitor who has been making a lot of waves since he started a few years ago. We have with us the drip god, the unforeseen sensational Perez. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, sir. How are you doing? Doing really, really well. Now, since today is your first time with us, I will give you our traditional first-timer question. What led to you getting into the crazy business of professional wrestling? Uh, well, see, actually my dad, he was a, he was a wrestler down there in Toluca, Mississippi. So... You know, after he passed away, so in uh, 2017, so I kind of like, you know, I kind of like picked up where he left off, really, which I've been doing it since I've been, I was a kid anyway, so, you know, so I just decided that I wanted to just go ahead and get into it fully and, you know, try to pursue where he left off. So that's basically how I started to get into it. Which I, which it was already grown to me, you know. So it wasn't. So when I entered the academy, it wasn't, you know. I passed through, like the tryouts with like flying colors, you know. Yeah. And when people get into the business of pro wrestling as a second generation, there are definitely pros and cons to it. Uh, some people think it's easier overall to be second generation. Some people think it's actually harder to come in as second generation. When you started your formal training, did you find it helped you or hurt you more to be second generation? Um, I, I really couldn't, I really couldn't even, you know, really answer that because it's like, an, it's like in between, you know what I'm saying? I was some downs and I was some ups in it, but more ups than downs, I can say. But as of now, more downs than there has been ups. Hopefully that will yeah. change for you. I'll, 
the unforeseen sensational Perez, the drip god of wrestling, there's a lot for ring announcers to say during your entrance to get it all out there. When you came up with all the aliases, what was the mindset when you kept coming up with more to add on for the ring announcer to use in your introduction? Well, the reason why I had added the drip god in there is because, okay, I'll tell you what happened. Actually, when I added that in there, because as of today, one year ago, I um, I almost died, you know, and um, as I was as I was healing, in the process of healing and stuff, I had got I had got spoken to by you know, saying the Lord, and He was really speaking, and I was really listening, and um. He had told me something, and then so I went to go view to what he had told me, and then what he told me was exactly what he said to me, what I was viewing. And so that gave me the mind state of, hmm, God just dripped something into my mind, and it came, you know what I'm saying? And as I'm looking at it, it's clearly what he said was going on and what was going to happen. And so after all that had came about, I started, I don't know if anybody even, you know, I don't even know if anybody even believes this type of stuff, but have you ever heard of the practical vision or something, something like that? I have heard of it, yeah. Yes, yes, and I believe, I believe that's what I have been developing, you know, up in my, my mind because um, – Sometimes I know and feel things before they happen. And um, since that has happened, I have saved two people's lives. You know, due to that. So, and seventh son part came in is this where I'm the seventh son of seven sons, and also Jesus Christ was, you know, a seventh son. No, so and so that as as I'm a Christian, so that's why I had threw that out there and put that on there. So I'm a Christian and I'm the seventh son, and also Jesus was the seventh son, also. And so that's why I got the drip God, the seventh son, unforeseen sensational Perez, which I don't know about the sensational part. Um. Probably going to do away with that one for a while because I mean, sensational that that part of me has almost died out pretty much. You know, so I still have it in the mix of me when I'm coming out. You know, when I'm a it really comes out when I'm a baby, you know, when I'm a baby face. So that's when it really the sensational part plays. But when I'm a heel, there's not there's no been there's no sensational to that. It's, you just cut all of that out. Very, very, very cool. Now looking at your style in the ring and seeing what you can bring to the table, it reminds me of a lot of the athletes around your same size in Japan and a lot of the uh, cruiserweight-style Japanese wrestlers that enter the J-Cup and things of that nature. Has going to Japan ever been something on your radar that you wanted to do, or have you given it not so much thought yet? I mean, it, 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 I mean, it crossed my mind only about once or twice, but I, I never really – I wouldn't mind going, you know. Well, hopefully you will get there at some point. Now, the, the Japanese style, a lot of people will think of the hard-hitting, uh, strong-style type of Japanese wrestling, which is part of it, and they don't think as much of the smaller, high-flying cruiserweight, which is a big part of Japanese wrestling as well. 
when you look at Japanese wrestling, do you have any particular favorites that come from Japan that you most enjoy watching yourself? Do you have a particular style out of Japan that you prefer? No, not really. Not really. I just really go, no, I just really go my own style, whatever the hell that means. Uh, Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh-huh. So I, 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 I pretty much put myself as in like a, uh, say a grown technical housewife mix. You could say. I could definitely see that. Yeah, that's how I would describe you. Yeah. One of the things that is always important for a pro wrestler, and it has become more so in the last year and a half just because of the world situation is the diet that wrestlers have to maintain in order to be in proper shape for wrestling. I know a lot of people's diets have altered in the last year and a half uh, due to not being able to work very much. Some people doubled down on their diet to be ready when the time came. What has your personal diet been like in the last several months? Oh, it's been been well. You know what I'm I, I I work out at home almost every day, and sometimes twice a day. And I will run twice a day. And if I can't get if I can't get it to twice a day, I make sure I get it in the morning and in the afternoon the next day. And as far as my eating, so as far as my eating stuff, I don't eat. I don't eat a lot of um, what you want to call it. I don't eat a lot of fatty foods, stuff like that. I eat a lot of stuff with a protein in it. That's why I see myself, you know, what I'm saying in my pictures, like I can see myself getting, you know, bigger. You know, I'm like, I was like, damn. Like, When I first met you, it was at a Bob Evans seminar in Kentucky. I know you have been through a couple of his seminars, and especially being young in your career, I'm sure that is uh, very, very helpful to go through a Bob Evans seminar. Can you tell us your own personal experience and what it did to help you out going through the seminars that Bob Evans puts out there? Uh, um, the one thing he did was he he got me out of my, you know what I'm saying, he brought more of the sensational Perez out because when I was coming as that character, I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable as I am now at first. You know, I wasn't comfortable as, you know what I'm saying, playing that gimmick, you know, even though that, even though I am like that or whatever, however anybody wants to say it about it, but you know, it's just I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like that I needed to bring it out that big, you know what I'm saying? But I did, and I got comfortable with it, and he made me basically get comfortable with it. It was just I don't know, I don't know what this guy did, but it was just when I was running the match with I can't believe it, I think it was. I think it was um who was that? I think it was Austin Parquet. I ran the match with, but uh, but as I was doing that, it was just like he was telling me to like you know what I'm saying, show more of your character, show more of your character, character work, character work, and so I kept doing character work, character work, and then it was just like it was it just came natural then, and then so like every time I get in the ring, if I'm sensational Perez that night. You know what I'm saying? I do my little spin when I come out, you know, and do all the little girly moves and all that. But, yeah. yeah, that's the most important thing he's done, that get my character out more. So, but, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he did. Uh, when you have someone like a Bob Evans or someone like Tim Hughes, and obviously, you started out with Larry D, who's been around forever in the Kentucky area. And you have veterans that 
are working on shows with you, do you ever go to the veterans and just kind of have them watch what you're doing and ask for feedback and kind of take a proactive approach at trying to learn from them? Well, I, at first I did until I got injured last year. It was like, I think it was around in January, somewhere in there. I got injured and I was gone for like eight months, maybe nine at the most. And then like when I came back, it was like, you know what I'm saying? My cardio was down a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? I was blown the hell up, you know what I'm saying? But I, I was like, oh, man. I need to get up on my game a little bit more, get that cardio back up. So I had got that back up. Well, then I got some feedback from Zodiac. That's who I saw. Yeah. And she said I did, you know, I did pretty well. You know what I'm saying? And just need to get that cardio back up. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was gone. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was gone. (laughs) But I still made, I still made it through it. Oh, also in, um, um, What's his name? See, I've been gone so long, people don't even talk to me no more that I just, I, hell, I just forgot everybody's name for real. Because at first, everyone was talking to me, hey, what, well, what, well, this and that. And then the next minute, it's like, hmm, I don't hear him so. I can stand outside and I can hear cricket <laughs> chirping. But it really don't, it, it don't bother me. You know what I'm saying? It don't bother me. I'm not here to, you know what I'm saying? Please them. The only thing I'm here to please is myself, God, my dad, and nine times out of the ten, the promoter to get on that show. And at AWR, I got one more new blood, and I will be at AWR hired on. Fantastic. Glad to hear that. Yes, well, at me this too. point, my co-host is with us, QT Vokes, and I know he has questions also, so I'm going to pass things over to him for a bit. Indeed. Well, thank you, Sam. I do I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm... Um, can you hear me a little better? I turned down the volume. I can hear you now. Oh, okay. That's good. I had to lower the the volume. Okay. Well, Mr. Perez, I saw your YouTube video entitled Primetime Live with our guest, Unforeseen Sensational Perez. And it seemed like the lady host who had black hair and tattoos on her left forearm and who was wearing a black halter top was kind of rude while she was interviewing you, and she wouldn't let you talk. She kind of had the looks of a female lo- of the female locker, Joan Jett. My question is, have you ever used the song "Do You Want to Touch Me" by Joan Jett as your entrance music? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, with this female interview uh, lady, do you uh, uh, agree with my assessment that she was a little bit rude and wouldn't let you talk that much, and she kept butting in? (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yes. Now, you you mentioned – Go ahead. Go ahead. What's that? Go ahead, go oh, ahead. Well, uh, during this interview, you me- she mentioned something about a tables match. Can you tell our Turnbuckle Turmoil listeners what the subject was about, a tables match? <laughs> you talking about with, uh, <laughs> with uh, ACM? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I was um, basically, if I would have beat him, whatever, you know, I was me and him was going. I don't know, you know, a little date, whatever you want to call it. But it doesn't matter because the unforeseen still happened because I still had me a little 
table dinner with him, even though he, you know, put me through it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Where yeah. was this match? Go- Where was this match going to take place? It took place at CCW Sportatorium. I'm Tom Russell. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, now, now during this interview, you kind of uh, were eager to finish it, and you kind of went up and walked away. She probably had some more questions. Have you done an interview with her since? Not one time. That was it. Did oh, okay. Did you ever re- receive like a care package with her, like uh, it, maybe with uh, German chocolates and apples and bananas, a kind of like a care package as as a uh, let's say a act of forgiveness from her for being rude. Mm-hmm. No. No. Boy. No, I did not. Oh, okay. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty rough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Miss, Mr. <laughs> Forseen, I saw your YouTube uh, match, uh, YouTube video, when you wrestled the first narcissistic J-Rock, uh, and you were billed as the Drip God, and at the 13 and a half second mark, of the video, you jumped off the entrance ramp to the ring, and in slow motion, you took flight in the air, and I'm guessing by video analysis that the distance you traveled was probably nine feet three inches. My question is, did you turn out for track and field in high school? Yes, I did. I ran track in high school. Uh-huh. Yes, I I, I'm a real fast yeah. runner. Yes, I am. Wow. Well, I I uh, I, I guess that because of my video the, analysis. Right. I can run the hundred yards and uh, what is it? Hundred yard dash. I think it was about the fastest one I run was nine seconds, almost ten. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty fast. Well, and I'm going to guess here two hundred. As the age I am now, you know, saying some people, some people in this industry think that I am a young buck just because I look young. No, I'm not. I'm not young at all. I'm actually 43 years old. I just take care of myself. Wow, wow. Yeah. I'm I'm going to guess in high school your 200 meter time was hmm, 23 seconds flat. And you go back in, you hit it right on target. Aha! Uh-huh. Boy, I'm very good at video analysis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hit it right on target. I give it up. Now, in track and field, uh, there is the 400-meter relay and, of course, the uh, the one – let's say the four by 100 meter relay and the four by 400 meter relay, a good time in high school for the four by 100 meter relay is about, uh, let me see. I think it was what, uh, 10, 20, 30, uh, 43 seconds. And you have to have very good baton changes. My question yes. is, were you on the four by 100 meter relay? as a track and field in high school. Actually, I was. I was the one that brought it in. Uh-huh. I was, one, I was the last one to, you know, get the baton, get the baton past it, and, you know what I'm saying? Took off look slowly, and I seen this one girl. She's pretty fast. Oh, my gosh, she's fast. And then she took off, and then I grabbed it, and, you know, boom. And I just took flight. Damn, girl, like it was a damn snail walking across the road. I swear to God. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Can you tell yeah. our Turnbuckle Turmoil listeners what the term is for the last man on the relay? Uh, I, well, 
they well, when I was in high school, they just I just call it the runner up or the the running it, bring it in home. Basically, I'm just you know what I'm saying. I'm bringing it home. That's basically what they've always said. Oh, we, okay. These a lot of times home. you'll hear uh, the term anchor leg or anchor man used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that, but we just I don't know. I don't know. We just with the school I was there. We just never used. We just never used the anchor. We never used that. We always used the hit. Oh, there you go. He's bringing it home. Oh, okay. They, All right. Yeah, they used it about once or twice, but after that, it wasn't even. I ain't even hear it anymore. Have you yourself ever considered using the term anchorman drip god? As your as your moniker, Anchorman, Drip God. Mm. Oh, okay. Anchorman, All right. Anchorman, Drip God. Oh, what about what yes. about God's drip? Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. could uh, that could be. All right. You know but that but that actually I'm not I'm not the reason why I'm not going to do it is because that is a move that I do. And I named it uh, the Shooting Star Press, the one I do like Brock Lesnar. That's called God's oh, yes. Drip. Yeah. I, I haven't seen anybody. I don't care who they are. I don't care who does the Shooting Star Press. I have not seen anybody do a Shooting Star Press like me and Brock Lesnar, people just like him. Well, that's a high-risk aerial maneuver, that's for sure. It sure is. And and I ain't gonna lie to you, I didn't get I didn't get injured in that match, but I but I, but I dang on sure hurt my same foot, but it didn't I didn't injure it just hurt it really bad, and I started limping after the match. So. Oh, oh, okay, boy, that's yes, that was a that was a you your opponent uh, was a pretty uh, form formidable, and he had great green leggings on and kind of like a kilt. Do you remember his uh, formal wear? His gr- bike, bright, bright green leggings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, what are you, are you talking about when he first did the shooting star press, or the, or the second time when he almost, you know, broke his neck? Well, uh, I, I'm not sure about any uh, potential neck injuries to him. I know that he had a very lazy pen attempt cover on you where he didn't even uh, press his body against you for the pen attempt, but he is, his body formed like a, uh, an arch above you. And he didn't even, uh, it was like a, uh, one of those arches you see in the ocean where the waves are, are uh, traveling under a rock arch, a very lazy pen attempt. That was a seminal moment in that match when, uh, for me. Yes. Hold up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I might, I might have got it twisted around. I might have got this twisted around, but I was talking about me and someone else, or was you talking about that Brock Lesnar match? Oh, this was the uh, one against the guy that was named the narcissistic J-Rock. Oh, J-Rock, J-Rock. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> The, the, little, well, we, the little pen that I did, I, it's kind of, yeah, it did look like that. It's just that I was just, I'm just a hell of a fella. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you could drip hard on that. <laughs> yes, I, I think that lazy pen attempt, and that came in the middle of the match, may have led to his downfall because he didn't get mm-hmm. much pen attempts on you after that. He no, didn't. he didn't. He didn't. When his, as soon as I had, soon as that, as I had my chance. <laughs> Drip kick, last kiss. I mean, he got to the ropes. So I'm saying he got to the ropes, but you know, I still beat him because he tried a narcissist and tried to hit me with something. But thankfully, I had a manager down there that took it away from him, and I caught him slipping. And he slipped. Right on that piece of slate down there and rolled him right on up. One, three. Yes. 
Can you tell our Turnbuckle Turmoil fans what the name of your man, what, that of your, the name of your manager was in that match? No what? I'm gonna keep it real because that's what the drip god does, and that's what I always do. Some people just can't handle it. I don't even remember the guy's name. Only manager name I remember is Montez Creed. That is the only name I remember of manager, which he would have been managing in there. But, you know, narcissistic acts were, you know what I'm saying, were being portrayed around the place. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, that's why I'm not in that place anymore. For no reason, I didn't do shit. Ooh, okay. Wow. All right, very good. Okay. I mean, before this well, me, now, now I done got a little, now the flame done really, you know what I'm saying, it done lit inside of me because really I want to say so many things, but I do not want to offend people because I am oh, okay. so real. I'm the most realest person in this indie scene. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody likes me, and I really don't even care because I'm going to keep it 100 till the day I die. Oh, okay. No, nothing less than 100, like 99. Yes. No, nothing that. less. Nothing less than 100. It can go above, oh, okay. but nothing less than 100. I know a lot wow. of people. Okay. I, look, look. Look, look, see, now, now, now you done got me started. Now you done got me started. See, I, look, <laughs> I used to have, you know what I'm saying, I used to have quite a bit of, you know, some little friends in there, you know, so whatnot. But uh, me, me, me and another, you know, wrestler, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying, it, it, some conflicts happened there. You know what I'm saying, but it didn't even it didn't even have to go this far, you know. You know what I'm saying. I mean, I understand. Look, 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 man. I understand that what I was saying on there, on that uh, story, whoever screenshotted it or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't even care. You know what I'm saying. But I wasn't talking about any damn body, first of all, and I wasn't talking about anybody's company. I was telling how I felt, me. In my soul, how I was feeling. So I did not, didn't nobody need to come at me with no garbage, basically, is what I'm going to say. Nobody should have came at me like that. Because that, the, story, the story is for a reason. That's why they got stories up there. It's what's going on in your life. And every time I post a story up there, it's what's going on at that moment. And whatever I write, that's exactly what's going on, and that's exactly how things happen. Now, I can tell what really happened, but I'll let my manager, Montez Creed, do that because he, you know him. He's a narcissist from hell, and I love him to death because he gets me through the door. He gets me the wins, and I get my money, and I get on up through. And so uh, hopefully tomorrow, if it's God's will, I'm going to drive, feel noise, get my gear on, <laughs> lace my boots, and I'm going to give it all I got to take that Genesis championship. Wow. Well, can you send yeah. the flash results of this match, the match to uh, our Turnbuckle Turmoil Facebook page, the flash results? Of the match that's going to be tomorrow? Yes. Well, I mean, I, I can I can try to get it. I, I'll have to get it from the uh, promoter, or hopefully I can, you know, or maybe I'll have someone record the whole match, and then I can do it like that. Oh, okay. Well, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Unforeseen, getting back to track and field, and uh, a seminal moment in the history of track and field occurred at the 1936 Olympic Games in Germany in front of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi faithful. 
in the long jump competition, you had the top German long jumper, Lutz Long, competing against Jesse Owens. In the qualifying rounds to qualify for the finals, Jesse Owens had fouled two times by taking off beyond the takeoff board. And thus, Jesse was in trouble of not making the finals. Luke Long took him aside and said, Hey, Jesse, why don't you take off a foot behind the takeoff board? Make sure you're not even close to the takeoff board when you take off. I have seen your jumps and your distances are still a, almost a foot further than any uh, of the, our competition, and you're sure to qualify and qualify for the finals even if you take off a foot behind the board because if you don't, you're in trouble of scratching again, which is taking off beyond the takeoff board. And yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. these takeoff board judges are very honest because they were, uh, they were under the eye of Adolf Hitler. So Jesse, sure enough, took Lutz Long's advice, and he took off a foot beyond, beyond, before the takeoff board, and he mm-hmm. qualified for the finals, which he went on to win. My question is, if you were to put on a community play and you played the part of Jesse Owens, what wrestler that you have wrestled with or trained with would play the part of Lutz Long? (laughs) A community play, (laughs) yes. Uh, man, I don't know. I've wrestled a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? I, I've had, a, I've got my matches down. You know, what I'm saying how many matches I had. I've had over 115 matches. You know what I'm saying it's better than this. Uh, over 115 is what I'm saying. So, um, I can't put someone in there. It's been so many. Uh, I would say. Oh man, I couldn't tell you. I would say, um, hey man, I know you're listening too, dog. Because me and you was uh, close at one time until you started to be a narcissist. And um, you need to see me, and uh, we need to have a match. Austin Cortez. That's who I put up there. Oh, okay. I mean, All right. I mean, he, he, I, mean I, I, I ain't knocking Austin from anything. You know what I'm saying? I know I know he's listening, now, which I hope he is. You know what I'm saying? And uh, um, He's good. You know what I'm saying? Austin, Austin's good. You know what I'm saying? Me and him, we was the only two in the training for, for a few months. First, it was me by myself with Reverend Ronnie Roberts. Great man, but you know what I'm saying? He strayed away from me, too. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? He was one of the best guys in that in the indie scene that I look up to. And he turns me a blind eye also. I don't know why these people are doing this to me. I don't know why people are turning me down, and which I do know why. But I don't want you know what I'm saying? It is hell shit. It ain't gonna do no more than what it's already doing now. Shit, they already don't. People already don't like me. So what is it me saying that it's gonna even hurt? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I uh, see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I be getting low. Yeah, I get low ball. For what? I don't know why the hell am I getting low ball. Is it because I'm not in your company anymore? Or 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 you know, is it because I'm not in your company in wrestling? And busting my ass for you for free. I wrestled at KEPW for three months. And Scott Diamond didn't give me a dime. Boy, that's rough. Dime, Boy, that's man. And what the and what he did give me is what I had to ask for. Pretty much beg for for real. Because he didn't want he didn't want to pay me either. As much as Diamond turned the blind eye to me, too. But it's all due to one person, though. 
And you know what? I don't even want to put that person's name in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody knows who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to put that person's name in my mouth because me and this person has pretty much, you know what I'm saying? I hope, I wish we would come to me. You know what I'm saying? We could go out, go out, have a, have, have a drink or something, go, go eat somewhere and talk about this. You know what I'm saying? Because all of this bull crap is going on. is not cool at all. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's playing with people's emotions. It's playing with people's money. And then when you play with people's money, people get mad. And when people get mad, narcissistic shit starts to happen. And me, I know all about a narcissist because I can get narcissist too. And I got clout. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that works out. And the uh, the unsaid party... I hope you get together with a cup of coffee with him, pretty much. I really yes. would love to. I really would love to, man, because that's, that's a good man. You know what I'm saying? That, that is a really good man. It's just, just what had happened at that moment. It, it just it just wasn't feeding right because actually it happened. To, when was this? Uh, yeah, it happened the next day after I done almost died. You know what I'm saying? So. One thing, things were said, one thing led to another, and I got mad, and I lashed out, you know? Okay. I ain't even in the mood for it right now. You know what I'm saying? What, what not? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I just quit the academy, man. I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, I can do it, but I can't do it here. Oh, boy. So I'm okay. struggling for a few. So I struggled back and forth for a few months. You know what I'm saying? Trying to find work here and there, here and there. And everyone in Kentucky was turning me down. But Scott Diamond, Diamond, and I wonder why Scott Diamond wanted me so much, but only used me so very little. Hmm. Scott yes. Diamond. Okay. Yes, you got me. You got me to your company. You told me where some of these matches, I mean, some of these shows are going to be at. And speaking of a show, what is that show down there? And uh, uh, I went to that fair where that guy tried to um, he tried to end my career. He tried to end my career. Yes, John Strange. And I hope you're listening too, man. Hey, bro, fuck dog. We got unfinished business, bro. Because what you did in that match, it was not even right. You literally tried to break my back. Are you freaking kidding me? So I advise you stay out of my way. It's because I'm not I'm not no I'm not no bitch boy. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm gay or whatever y'all want to call it, ain't nobody in this industry gonna run me over. Better yet, get ran over. Yeah, I bring the way. I, I... No one wants way. to uh, be thrust into a prison setting, yes. Mm-hmm. Prison setting, like a maximum no, security I, prison. I ain't trying to go yes. there. I ain't even trying to go there, man. Oh, okay. Look, look, yes. look. You know what I'm saying? Personal life or whatever. I ain't trying to go there. I done been there. I done been down that road. I done turned my life around. I done cleaned myself up. But people are testing my gangster, and I don't like that. I don't like that one bit because I'm a very, I am a very great person. Everybody knows this. I don't know why everybody's even doing me like this. Every single person that I have laid my eyes upon, and when I say eyes, yes, these eyes, because it drips every one of them every time they look at me. Well, that brings up another point. I believe you should use the, the song, These Eyes, by the Guess Who as your entrance music. It's a very nice song, the Guess Who, and, and their song, These Eyes. Will you, when, you, when we get off the radio, will you uh, listen to the song, These Eyes by the Guess Who as your homework assignment? I'll do that. I, I'll do that. But I, I, um, I kind of um, like, like the you know, theme song that I have. Now, but I, as of me, I'm making. As of now, I'm uh, I'm making my own music. You know, what I'm, I'm putting my own music together and stuff. And so I can actually add that part 
in the beginning of my song. That oh, I have, okay. You know, I don't, I don't oh, know. Right. Start, but it can be about. It can start like you know what I'm saying. These eyes or whatever. I don't, I don't even know how it starts. You know what I'm saying. But in the, after that, it's really big, loud thunder, pop, boom, all that crap. You know what I'm saying. Then it goes real low, and then it stops, and then my music hits. And then in between the music, in between it, you'll hear you know thunder, crack, and pop here and there. Oh, okay. Maybe so, you could be the first Kentucky wrestler to combine the Guess Who with a Parliament Funkadelic. That'd be good. <laughs> I, might, I might be. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, man. I got one more thing to say. I don't know how long we got, but... We got 15 we minutes. Left? Oh, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. 15 minutes. Oh, 15 minutes, and uh, I'm going to talk for five, and I'm going to give the, give the my manager the 10 rest. He's got a lot to oh, say. Okay. He's got a lot to say. Montez Creed, he's also a good guy. He's a good guy. You know what I'm saying? He just was seeing what was going on. That's why I brung him in industry to be by my side. I don't. He don't need to wrestle. He does not. He, he just needs to be my manager, and that's all he's going to be. Whether I'm baby or heel, he's gonna come out with me, whether they like it or not. I'm not going into business for myself. I promise you, I'm not. Just that I need my protection, just like everyone else does. Except my protection is in this industry with me. Yes, he's licensed, and yes, he is trained. While some people say and think that he is not, no, he is. He is trained. Trust me. He's, I'm training him up even more. Come on now. He's been in my corner. He's been around me for 13 years. Why wouldn't he not know how to wrestle? You know. That's a good question. Yes. Yeah. He does. He just don't want to wrestle because he know. You know what I'm saying? He'll know how he. So he's just gonna stay the. He's gonna stay the manager. You know what I'm saying? And, and, oh, yeah, we do have a manager and wrestler finisher. Mm-hmm. So he does get involved in my matches and uh, help me win the matches. So if I hit him with a drip kick, boom, they feed around. And as they feed around, they run right into the book, bop, right in their forehead. And they turn right back around and get pedigreed. And I do not Ooh. let those hands go. I'm holding your arms up, and it's face first, just like Triple H did when he was first doing them pedigrees. I ain't letting nobody's hand go. Everybody's going to feel my pain. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking shit, and I'm not talking like I'm the best out there, because I'm not. I'm not the best out there. But I'm pretty damn good. Hell, you, you remind me of Gregory Helms, the hurricane. Yes. I'm I'm sorry? You remind me of Gregory Helms, the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. That would, be a, that would be a good team, the hurricane and the drip god, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That'd be or, very or, good. Or, or, or just like I was talking to the, um, what was his name? Timmy. I was talking to him the other day. He's saying he thinks that's a good team, the Spanish God and the Drip God. You know what I'm saying? I do a lot of talking, and I talk to a lot of people. Why do you think people ain't caring what people say? Because uh, I'm the Drip God, the seventh son, unforeseen Perez, and I do what is right, and I know what is right, and I will what's right from wrong. What's wrong is wrong, and what's right is right. And the stuff that has happened to me, it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's wrong. But my man, oh, okay. you know he, remind, he, he forewarned me. He forewarned me how these people are. He didn't, he didn't even know these people from Adam Reeve. He just can sense the narcissist. He just sensed that. And, and I was just trying to, you know, blood off. Like, oh, they're not. You know, they're not this and that. And huh, it turns out, yes, they are. They did me just exactly how he said that they were going to do me. 
Boy, that's rough. Well, Mr. Unforeseen Perez, it it has been an honor talking with you, and I hope that you can find uh, someone to have a community play of the 1936 Olympic long jump final with you. And at this Mm -hmm. time, I'm going to turn it back over to Sign Guy. Back to you, Sign Guy. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, very good. Thank you, Well, unforeseen sensational Perez, uh, we have a few minutes left, but I want to make sure you have time. If there's anything that you want to plug or promote whatsoever, go right ahead. Do all the plugging and promoting you want. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. To everyone who's out there listening, you know, look, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad guy at all. I'm a God-fearing man, just like my brother was. He was just murdered. I see, and I, I, I had tested that right there. I was seeing if anybody was going to even like it. The ones that I had in my mind that was going to even lift a finger and press a like or a love, and not one of them persons did. And since I got these much minutes left, I'm going to name those people, and I want to have a match with these people. So I hope you guys are listening. This um, one is uh, Scott Diamond. I want to match with you, sir. I ain't calling. I know what I'm saying it's just it's just what was what happened, and you. I mean, it just was not right. It's just not right. I know you had love for me, just like I had love for you. But you told me that you don't want you don't allow drama into your workplace. I'm not the one that brought the drama. So why did you get rid of me? And why didn't you? As, as much as I have worked for you, sir, and you didn't pay me not one dime. And you didn't care if you did or not. So that's one. If you accept my challenge, um, I will be there. I'll drop out of the sky wherever you need for me to be. Number two, I know he don't, you know, he's busy. He's a busy guy. You know what I'm saying? He may not know me, but I know him. You know what I'm saying? I know him. I've seen all his matches. I watch him a lot. Hey, uh, Hunter Drake. Good kid. But he's also a narcissist. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. You flip all over the ring, I can too. You fly, I can fly higher. You know what I'm saying? You put those tag team titles, saying who, 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 who wants to go up against the best, whatever. I got my partner. His name is Dale. He's out of Texas. And he's the Galaxy Warrior. Oh, you got the Galaxy and you have a drip god, a most high, coming after you and Frank and those little titles that's going around your waist. You know what I'm saying? We'll be there to drip out of the sky wherever you need to be, wherever you need us need us to be. Three. Come on, dog. Come on, man. Larry, really, man, at the ball we've been through, bro, you know what? We we already had our match. We already had a match. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want, I don't even want another match with you. All I want from you is to come talk to me, man. Come talk to me. Let's figure out what what is the problem here, because you know what I'm saying. There's something there's something that stops me and you from connecting. You know what I'm saying? Because you had so much love for me, I understand that, and I have so much love for you too. I really did, man. But it's just it's just how you did that to me. It just wasn't right. You you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have degraded me like you shouldn't have even you shouldn't have did that. Right? I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even go into details because it's mine. It's me and your business. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't hate you at all, Larry. I don't hate you at whatsoever, man. I still got love for you, brother. I really do. And even though the people I didn't heard people say this and that and this and this and that about you, I didn't care. 
know what I'm saying? Okay, I lifted my mouth up just a little bit, but I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? It's because what they were saying is what you were saying about me. But I didn't care. I didn't come back to you and say anything. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say anything about it, but it's okay. But if you felt like that I had did anything wrong to you or your company or your students or anything like that, I truly apologize. I can be a man and say that, that I truly apologize. Now, I'm not apologizing just because I'm trying to suck myself back up into your company because I don't ever want to come there again. And I, if I want to see you, I will meet you in the streets or, or – or, you know what I'm saying? Go for coffee. I don't drink coffee, so I might, you know what I'm saying? That. And last but not least, is because this person, this person has got, got this where it is now. This certain individual, and it's a female. We were the best of friends at first. We were the best. So she got big-headed. I said one little thing, but I was joking. And she took it to the extreme and took it to, you know what I'm saying, took it and ran with it and made it made something out of nothing. Tell Cassidy, I need to see you, girl. Me and you have to have one more match. The last time me and you was in that ring... You beat me. So that's one up, and I got one up on you. Let's make the third one. And I want to have a nose barred. So if you accept my challenge, you know what I'm saying? I'll be there to drop out of the sky wherever you need for me to be. But if you don't, then... Tuck your tail between your legs and I tell your ass on down the road. Because I'm not playing anymore. It playing is over. Playtime is over. There's no more running over me. There's no more running over Montez Cruz. He is definitely going to make an impact in these things. And I guaranteed a lot of people are going to feel that book. They're going to feel it. You got something to say, mine? All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Well, unforeseen sensational press. I want to thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. We definitely appreciate it. I want to wish you best of luck as you continue on, and hopefully you get doing better things in your career. Yeah, me, yeah, me too, man. Because, I mean, let me, tell you, let me tell you one more thing before I go. Hopefully I'll get shut. And I'm sorry I'm taking up the, up the time or whatever. But listen, y'all out there, listen, listen, come on now. I have no problems with none of you guys. Nobody out there. I don't have no problems with y'all. Y'all have the problem with me. For what? I don't have no problems with y'all. All you got to do is just act natural. That is it. Act natural. Come in, do your job, and go the fuck home. I'm done with it. All right. Well, fans, if you are in the vicinity of unforeseen sensational press. When he's in a ring next, go buy yourself a ticket. Be entertained by him. You can find me at Northwest Pro in Puyallup, Washington today. Ron Washington tomorrow. Go out there, support your local independents wherever they may be, and we'll talk to you Sunday afternoon. Yep. And I got a